0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. Good to be with you on this Tuesday. Really glad you're listening in. The Extra Point Podcast is an opportunity for uh, me to take some time and uh, bring some further insight, some additional observations from the text that we preached from the previous week. And as you know, we were, or well, maybe as you don't know, but in case you weren't there, those that were there... Uh, we are in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verses 14 through 20, looking specifically at the armor of God and how we are to take it up, to put it on, uh, since we're engaged in this battle with an enemy that we don't see. And so we need armor that is equally supernatural and able to withstand against the devil. And so he lists the armor. There are two things within this text that I was not able to bring out to you Sunday for lack of time, but I think it's quite interesting. The first one is that within these seven verses, uh, Paul takes um, specific, he takes a pointed aim in verse, I think it's verse 16, to list that we're to take up the shield of faith in all circumstances. So that phrase, in all circumstances, He doesn't list that for other um, weapons or other elements of of our armor, of God's armor. He does regarding the shield of faith. And of course, the shield of faith is that which extinguishes the flaming darts of the evil one. So here's the kind of picture I'm getting from the phrase, in all circumstances. And that's this, that Satan is firing darts at you in all kinds of ways and at all kinds of times. And so we must really have the shield of faith um, on. We must have taken it up uh, uh, consistently and constantly constantly because we just never know how or when Satan's going to be pulling back the bowstring and launching a fiery dart or a flaming arrow at us. And so he goes to the lengths to say, in all circumstances— And so I hope it's kind of sobering for you and for me to realize that Satan has a variety of methods, and as the word used earlier in the text, he has a a variety of schemes in which he comes at God's children. And so this is why we have the shield of faith, um, to defend ourselves and to put out these fiery darts that come at us in all kinds of ways. I mean, let's be frank here. Sometimes these things come at us physically. Uh, through things Satan may send our way and use uh, to hurt us physically. Um, not all sickness is from the enemy, but there is, at times, um, sickness from the enemy. You know, Job experienced this. God allowed Satan to afflict Job personally and physically. We know that uh, there are mental um uh, ways in which Satan attacks and and fires darts at us through thoughts that just uh, keep coming our way and and wrong false ideas, um, you know, hurtful unhelpful thoughts. I remember hearing years ago a gentleman who was preaching about how to take every thought captive. Um, he was saying that if you were to look at your mind uh, like an like an airport control tower, and that you know, around that tower and over that tower, lots of planes are flying and you should only give permission for the thoughts that are good and and right and true and just and pure and of good report. Those thoughts, as Philippians 4, 8 mentions, he says you can give clearance to those thoughts to land. Every other plane that flies by, just tell it to keep on flying. I thought that was a good illustration about how our minds are much like a control tower. And there are a thousand thoughts going by at any one given time and within any kind of time period probably, but you must control which thoughts land because the devil's firing all kinds of mental arrows our way to get us distracted and detoured and to tempt us to sin. I think he is firing emotional darts at us, relational arrows at us. And so this phrase, in all circumstances, lets us know that Satan has a variety of ways a variety of methods, a a variety of schemes that he's going to use to fire flaming arrows at us. This is why we constantly and uh, regularly, repeatedly need to take up the shield of faith, for that's what extinguishes Satan's flaming arrows. Um, The second thought I want to mention is this. As Paul ends this section, he does move to a uh, at least a couple of verses, I would say even three verses, about prayer. And, and it's interesting whether or not this is an actual piece of the armor. We can debate. Folks can disagree on that. That's not the point of this uh, extra point. I would say this, though, that Paul aims his prayers, and he's encouraging those Ephesian readers and believers to aim their prayers at the idea of boldness, to proclaim the gospel. And I want to challenge you, and I want to challenge myself. Sometimes our prayers can get very self-centered upon our needs, and there is place and opportunity for us to bring our needs to God. So don't hear me saying we shouldn't do that, but I don't think that's the only thing we should do. Based on this text, there is ample encouragement to make sure that we're aiming our prayers towards the the mission of God, and the, uh, the boldness in others and ourselves to speak the gospel clearly and uh, courageously. This is exactly what Paul calls for, in, in fact. He says that to the end of praying with supplication in the Spirit, he says it's to this end that we keep alert with all perseverance and making supplication for all the saints— and for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Paul says our prayer should be aimed at that end as well. So today, will you do this even throughout this week? Will you think of folks perhaps in your small group, uh, folks in your family, maybe your church elders, your pastoral staff, your friends? You could you could choose any uh, number of people from different circles of influence. But would you think of some people, and would you pray specifically today, this week, that God would give them boldness to make known the mystery of the gospel? And of course, the mystery of the gospel is the person of Jesus Christ, that God has sent Jesus into the world as the Savior for all who repent and believe. And he's the, the substitutionary, satisfactory sacrifice that God has proven uh, to be enough for our forgiveness by raising him from the dead. So this is what we want to bring uh, clarity to. And so as you're talking with people, as you're engaged in conversation, uh, this is what our courage should be about, that at the right time to cross the threshold and be able to share with accuracy and clarity and courage the mystery of the gospel. Paul said "Is why he was appointed, is why he was an ambassador in chains, And so let me just ask you, are you aiming your prayers to this end that you and those you know would have courage and boldness to share the gospel? I sure hope so. And I'm praying for you, First Family, that you'll have that kind of courage. I'm praying that we as a church will have that kind of courage. I think it's part of and a result of wearing the armor of God. Well, I trust this extra point has been beneficial and edifying I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Until then, may God bless you this week.